0: This is the WorkSmart Hypnosis Podcast Session Number 85, Active Versus Passive Strategies. Welcome to the WorkSmart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey there, welcome back. It's Jason Lynette here with the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast, and this is a piece of content that is very, very, very near and dear to me the concept of active versus passive strategies. In this session here today, it's going to be a solo session in which I share with you some of the thinking behind. Really, what makes a hypnosis business successful in terms of the short-term, the long-term. And inside of this, you're basically going to get a bit of a roadmap in terms of if I was getting started today, exactly where would I put my focus? And we're going to cover this all in the span of about about 20 or 30 minutes or so. We're going to keep it brief for the intention of the concept of self is very, very simple It only becomes complicated when we intend to complicate it. As a bit of an update, things are going awesome here. Uh, We've got the Master Hypnotist course coming up in March 2017. You can learn more about that over at masterhypnotistcourse.com Hypnotic Workers is a thriving community with members from all around the world so be sure to head over to hypnoticworkers.com and check that out and the official re-release of Hypnotic Business Systems is coming your way very very soon so get on the waiting list over at hypnoticbusinesssystems.com so let's jump right in Here we go. Let's talk active and passive strategies and understand that I'm going to use these words a little bit differently than what you might have perceived in terms of how businesses are often built. You've probably not heard of active strategies, though if you're aware of passive income, you might be able to make some assessments as to what that might entail. The classic perception of passive income is that I am going to have this website that is running and it's going to be bringing people in. They're going to be entering in their data. They're going to be channeling through maybe, if you know the terminology, of a funnel. They're going to be navigating through that funnel of the business and they're going to end up giving you money. And again, the beauty, the sexiness of this term of a passive income is words of my hero, Ron Popeil, the American inventor he put the chicken in the showtime rotisserie grill, close the door, hit the button, set it, and forget it. So it's a bit of a myth. No, let's not even bother calling it a myth. It's an outright lie that passive income can exist. Well, let me edit that. It's a bit of a myth that you could have passive income right away. Because the simple way to look at it is that everything we do instead begins as an active strategy. It has to be active before it ever can become passive. I mean, I can give an example of a product that's launching in the next couple of weeks. It's a guest training that I've hosted a couple of times that's now being rebuilt into a digital access product. And we've been working on that for quite some time. And actually, as of today, my website programmer, Chris, is behind the scenes. She is building the uh, infrastructure behind that. I've got my video editor doing some cleanup on the project. And meanwhile, the actual writing of the emails and setting up of the email sequences and possible webinars, that's something that I do just because I enjoy doing it and it comes easily to me. So, yes, this will be something that eventually is an asset. It's a product that people could find and interact with. And at that point, maybe it's passive. But then again, let me give you a specific example of another course that I offer that I consistently see good sales on it, yet I see the best sales when I suddenly announce there's going to be some sort of training event, webinar, podcast session, whatever it might be online specific to that training. So take note of this. We're having to, (laughs) to use a metaphor here, we're having to put the hamster back in the metaphor, back in the wheel over and over. Otherwise people don't find that thing. So why do I spend this time talking about passive strategies? Now, Let me silence the possible critics here and just simply point out that no, I am not telling you to go after passive income. Because actually, well, today's a day that a couple of thousand dollars came in by way of products were things that I shot on video several years ago. That's outstanding. I'm very happy about that. The the challenge becomes, when I talk to a lot of new hypnotists, and what really inspired this was a phone call that actually happened earlier today. I'll leave out the name of the hypnotist, but someone in Australia who reached out to me and we Skyped for a bit, that she spent quite a bit of money trying to get a website built, trying to get all this search engine optimization built. And needless to say, they did everything the wrong way, and her website was blacklisted by Google. And nearing a point of bankruptcy. And the advice I gave kind of goes to the heart of this content that I'm sharing with you here today. Everything begins as an active strategy. So let's play a bit of a role play here. Some of you might be brand new to hypnosis. Some of you might be in hypnosis for quite some time, though things are not going quite as well as you would like them to be. So let's rewind my personal story back a little ways. There I was as I transitioned out of my full-time job working in management and theater to then become the full-time hypnotist. And when I did that, I was living, well, I just moved from Maryland, but I was more familiar with the uh, local Maryland hypnosis meetup groups. And it was a bit of a shocking thing that as I did this, this community of people that were all helping healers law of attraction, positivity, I was at the middle of this meetup, and suddenly I am getting a just a, a barrage of all sorts of negativity. And it was surprising. You know, people who I had been looking up to that were full-time hypnotist, or I I'd, I'd, honestly, I'll say this, I had perceived they were full-time hypnotist, and they were the ones telling me, No, you shouldn't have done that. You should have transitioned out of your job more slowly. You should maybe just see clients on a weekend and see if it's a fit for you. Because really, what had I done? I very abruptly turned down a job offer and went, I'm going to do this hypnosis thing. You know, the story goes, the longer version is I had crafted out this intricate five-year plan to make a transition. But dude, I just got fed up and I left. So... Here it was, the people I was looking up to telling me otherwise, that no, first of all, people will not send you referrals your first year in hypnosis. People will be very cautious going to see a brand new hypnotist, and all sorts of negativity. You won't get any news media, you uh, won't get any referrals, just negative, negative, negative. And the real story is, within a month, I had a packed office. Yeah. Yeah. And then these were the same people who were then asking me, "Okay, how did you do that? And this is where the whole business training side of what I do really came to be, because just I looked at things differently than clearly they did. You know, honestly, the point of view I can sum up in one simple statement rather than looking at something and saying that doesn't work. Instead, I looked at it and went, how do I make that work better? lock onto that idea. Instead, ask the question, how do I make that work better? So, what was I doing differently? Well, it kind of goes to the heart of this active and passive strategy mindset. As we're brand new in hypnosis, chances are, and this is the majority in my experience, I'll, I'll mention the exception here, chances are you've got more time than you've got money. So, What was I doing? I basically looked at my calendar and I had learned this trick from a Jerry Kind training where he talked about map out your calendar and look to see, you know, if you're willing to work 40 hours a week and you only have two clients, well, even rounding up and saying you're doing two-hour sessions, you've got now 36 hours left to be marketing. And the way that I looked at it is I could spend 36 hours sitting in a dark room at home playing on my website and hoping somebody's going to find it. That's passive. Instead i got out into my local community i was talking about hypnosis i was sending messages out to any group that could take a talker, a speaker uh, rotary kiwanis all sorts of ones i was hitting chamber of commerce i was hitting bni business networking international i was popping into meetup groups there's all sorts of fundraising networking style events and i just became a regular at these things and the real brief story of this is that you go to your first roundtable networking event at a chamber of commerce, think speed dating, yet everybody's looking for business. And around the table, it went like this. I'm a banker. I'm a realtor. I'm a banker. I'm a realtor. I'm a banker. I'm a realtor. I'm a, realtor, I'm a banker. I'm a hypnotist. I'm a... wait, what? And the conversation stopped and everybody wanted to talk about what I did. So have this in your mind. And I would stand and argue this statement wonderfully. You have the most interesting job of nearly anybody you would ever meet. Even as I'm working with my clients and I have people coming in. I had a dude in my office a few years ago who splits atoms. And as much as I wanted to sidebar our conversation after the session was over... You know, he's wanted to ask me more about hypnosis. Yes, he's there on my time, but his session was over. So it's my time now. Jokingly, not jokingly. That was awesome. They had sealed various uh, chemicals in tubes and they were producing light cheaper than running fluorescence. That's a massive generalization of this man's background. So again, it's where we have the most interesting job. So as the brand new hypnotist starting out, you've got a whole lot more time on your hands than chances are you have money. Now, there's an exception, which is also the exception to this, because very often, whether it's been students of mine, some of the consulting that I do, conversation often begins and they might be in a place where money isn't so much of an issue. Whether here's the person who just retired from a 20 year career making six figures and quote, it'd be nice to make some more money doing uh, hypnosis and finance everything else and not have to live off the retirement. Or here's something that we're building out and we've got a we've got budget for this. You know, we could fall into the idea that money will solve everything and money does make it a whole lot easier. You know, I would openly share in the scope of how I run things now. That everything that I do has a lot of different facets to it. In the last two weeks, I've booked about seven, dollars $8,000 in repeat stage hypnosis shows. Some I'm doing, some that other people are doing as a subcontractor. We've launched a major training event out in the West Coast. There have been product sales coming in and several new clients. So take note that I've kind of got my toes in several different pools at the same time. And the nature of my multiple streams of income style of business allows me to have a little bit higher of an operating budget. So, I will openly share, I have a full-time web designer graphic person, that's Chris. I have a full-time video person, that's Jan. And uh, I've got my uh, team over at Audio Adrenaline, hey guys, who uh, edit this podcast and do the show notes. So, there's a bit of a team behind the scenes, Yet, I don't want you to hear that and think, I can't afford that, because they are doing very, very little for the daily day-to-day operations of Virginia Hypnosis. Virginia Hypnosis is now a passive entity for me, for the most part. So, in terms of the crazy online online domination side of what I do, that's where the team is really at play. Virginia Hypnosis, that website hasn't seen an update except for the, the hypnosis training page in a couple of weeks. So... Active strategies. So even though you might have an operating budget, I'm telling you right now, get out of your home, get out of your office, go out into your community and infiltrate your local community, become known as the person who is the hypnotist. In a wonderful evolutionary science mindset, society has handed us this role. So... The accountant exists because we, as a society, have figured out we need accountants. The same is true for lawyers, bankers. And as I'm recording this actually the evening before the major U.S. election, despite your personal beliefs, society has decided we need politicians. So, therefore, we need hypnotists. And we, as the hypnotist, need to be seen in our community for people to know we exist. Now, let me... Go ahead and squash some of the self-limiting beliefs around this. First of all, I've heard some people over the years say hypnosis is weird. And if I'm there, they're going to look at me like an alien. Search for that thread on HypnoThoughts. Yeah, it's out there. And again, you get to go in the room with the expectation that you have the most interesting job of anybody in the room. And I'd comfortably tell you, do a little bit of a search online If you look on YouTube, there is like a one-hour free training of me talking about networking and live talks. It's still up there on YouTube. Go search it out. You'll be able to find it quite easily. Just search Jason Lynette Networking Live Talks. You'll find that video. And especially follow some of the formulas that I share in terms of how to do that elevator speech in a format that people take notice, that people listen to what you've got to say. So, again... Be prepared. Go in and represent what you care about in hypnosis with passion and integrity. And then the teams will follow. The community will follow. So, again, go in there. Use hypnosis. Well, I'm not comfortable speaking in front of groups. Well, hey, hypnosis works for that. Find a hypnotist you respect. Reach out to me. Reach out to anyone in the profession. Do a Skype session. You know, address the baggage that might be holding you back. And get up and proudly talk about what you do. You know, I've heard this one several times. That maybe there were other hypnotists in the area who kind of didn't do that good of a job in the networking arenas. So, I don't want to do that. And this is actually one I've now heard, I think, seven or eight times. So, let me use this as a place to publicly address it. No? No, because... I've had bookkeepers that I've worked with that turned out to not be good bookkeepers, so I stopped using them. I think the favorite metaphor here is you've gotten a bad haircut before. And I love, there's a book that I keep referencing, and I'm sure the author, the, the name of the author escapes me, but you'll be able to track it down by searching online. And now that I mention it, the team over at Audio Adrenaline, my podcast editors, who I'm sure will link to this in the show notes, it's a book called, and the joke about the book is, Just simply by knowing the title, you probably don't have to read it. I've read it. It's outstanding. But the name of the book is So Good They Can't Ignore You. And I'm telling you right now, if you work from that mindset, it doesn't matter. This is going to be true of any profession. I've even brought this into confidence-building sessions with athletes, with business professionals, with startup companies, with other podcasters as clients. So Good They Can't Ignore You. The book itself is really good. The title gives you the point. So Good They Can't Ignore You. If you operate from this mindset, it's where you get the occasional criticism. Okay. You hear someone make a massive generalization of what you do. All right. You have a client that, you know, is... I've had this one recently. It was odd. They were successful in their goals, but they're kind of to use the technical terminology, meh, about that result. You know, this client wanted to quit drinking and she quit quit drinking. And, you know, I I crack the joke. I've heard, I think Keith Livingston told this story, and then I finally had it happen for myself. The guy who was in my office to overcome a fear of small spaces. And he calls me from a convention and his line is, I'm in the elevator and I don't know if this worked. I'm bored and having to politely respond, congratulations, that's how everybody else feels when they're in elevators. You know, I, I, I love the category of personal change, that the measure of success is something not happening. So it's where I've had clients before who have successfully quit smoking and because they just weren't thinking about it. You know, it just kind of became a non-issue and they were very happy with the fact that they changed, but maybe they were expecting Choir of Angels and t-shirt cannons. I don't know. So again, they got the change, but it's kind of an odd take on it. So I mentioned that here because again, let me just drill back to active strategies. Get out and talk about what you do. Get out and represent what you know is so outstanding with passion. And again, read the book. It's really good. The title itself is going to give you the momentum. So good they can't ignore you. I pause there for a moment because I'm thinking back to, what was it, Bill Murray in the movie What About Bob? The whole thing about baby steps. He didn't read the book. Yeah, that's the moment I'm actually suggesting here. But again, so good they can't ignore you. You know, it's where, oh, I've met a hypnotist before. You know, you've likely had someone call and didn't have that great of an experience in hypnosis before. That's going to happen. You know, and it's where what you do differently can set the stage for a much better session. So I spend this time talking about active strategies, and specifically, it is getting out into your community, infiltrating your local market, being there, being seen as somebody who does this work. Even out of the b and Business Networking International Organizations, look them up. They're outstanding. I was a member for many, many years. And the only reason I left is because the passive stuff took over. I'll get there in a moment. Trust me on that. But again, it's where, as I was doing it, the b and School of Thought would teach this acronym of VCP. Visibility, credibility, profitability. And this is the mental landscape that someone has to go through. In order to become a paying client or to become profitable in any way. So this is going to apply whether it's the client calling you to come into your office, someone calling you to book a stage hypnosis show, someone asking some questions about a product that you might be selling, or even generating referrals specifically from a referral source that you would like. Visibility, credibility, profitability. And again, take note of the very first letter, the very first word, visibility. They have got to see you. They have to know you exist before anything can happen. When flipped that to the other side of this coin of active versus passive strategies, with passive strategies, you're kind of in the early days playing the game of hope and see. There's always going to be an element of testing In everything that you do, there's always going to be an element of testing. And I'd I'd be very open and share that I've traditionally done uh, webinars as a mechanism for promoting some sort of product. And just recently, we did a webinar to promote two different live trainings. And the results at the beginning were, well, let's see what happens. It's a different entity because with the product, there's instant gratification. You get it right away as opposed to doing the webinar to teach valuable content and then from there transition over to the offer for an upcoming training you know granted because not everybody can do the travel the dates might not work the numbers are going to be slightly lower than a product in the long term though eventually it's going to become a product i bring this up because it's again well let's see what happens which is kind of the side note So phase one, active versus strategies, get out there and be seen. Phase two, be so good they can't ignore you. And phase three would really be to look at it from the mindset of leveraging everything, taking what you know how to do and spreading that awareness, spreading that message, getting visible, getting seen. So as you're there, you know, it's where we can talk about If you're brand new to hypnosis, stand on the success of your profession. Talk about some of the research that's out there. And then as you have your own testimonials, you're able to get up and talk about specific stories of clients. You know, keeping it appropriately confidential as you should. Though again, it's where we fall prey to the the allure, the sexiness of I'm going to build a website and hope it happens. So... Test, test, test. That's really the point here. Everything needs to be tested. So launching a website, you're kind of playing the game of hoping people find it. You can wait for the natural gods of search engine optimization to find the website. And what I'd comfortably tell you, and this was the experience of the individual I spoke with in Australia. She had spent a lot of money on a search engine company that was supposed to boost her results. The unfortunate thing, and I hate to generalize, is that most of the companies who offer that service, here's what they're doing. This is the majority of them. They are planting what's called backlinks, pointing at your website from other websites around the Internet. And the problem with that is it's gaming the system. And Google knows. Yahoo knows. Bing knows. It's gaming the system. Because suddenly there's more websites pointing at your website than your website is pointing outward. And there's not enough content, chances are, ooh, there's a big word. There's not enough content on your website to support the number of pages that are pointing at yours. And they basically figure out that you're trying to game the system. And the challenge now becomes, well, as it happened to her, they took her site off of the search engine it was flagged as being spammy because it was. So it's where I'd comfortably tell you as of now, I cannot think of any company of this nature that I'm comfortable endorsing because this is where the entire thing becomes a well-rounded loop of a system. Content is king. To get a website found, you've got to have content. And I hear you cry, what content will I put on my website? Well, here's the answer. By beginning with active strategies, you will be refining the message of what you do. You will be refining the message of how you talk about it in a matter of 30 seconds. You'll be talking hypnosis in a matter of doing a 10-minute keynote at a local business group, a 45 minute lunch and learn at a local corporate company's health and wellness or health fair or lunch and learn type thing. You'll be refining your message. And my friends, you will bringing along, you'll be bringing along your video camera. Or you'll be setting up your trusty little smartphone on a small tripod and filming it with that. And this is the stuff that you will start to repurpose. You will start to put up clips on YouTube. YouTube is the number two search engine. You will link back to your website inside of the YouTube description. Pro tip, do it on the very first line of the description. Then from there, you'll be putting some videos on your website. And some of these might be 30-second clips. And oh no, you don't have a full-time video person like Jason Lynette does. Well, here's a little fun tip. Head over to Virginia Hypnosis. And on the Other Services tab on the navigation bar, scroll down to Academic and Test Improvement. And despite my high-definition, high-quality, tightly-produced videos that are on virginiahypnosis.com, the Academic and Study and Test Improvement page has a video, which I'm proud to tell you was shot with my iPhone, was edited for free on YouTube, was then hosted on YouTube and then linked and embedded on my Virginia Hypnosis website. So take note of the loop that this all creates. You are generating your best content because I'm going to tell you now, if you cannot grab people's attention and become memorable in 45 seconds, do you think the text that you're writing on your website, that I'm going to tell you now, people are not reading? Yeah, they're not is going to grab their attention too no it's not so it's again take note this is a loop this is a cycle that just keeps going because we make our passive streams even better by revisiting them by making them more active this is how hypnotic workers is an example of this because there's ongoing webinars that occur inside of the program for the members And that's often where I'm learning from them what content they want me to add to it. That's why there's now real client session demonstrations. So I'm actively refining and making that thing work. So let me throw a metaphor at you here. You might own a car. Chances are the majority of you listening to this own a car. And once you own a car, you don't have to do anything ever again, right? No, of course not. ...because you still routinely have to fill that car up with gas. Yes, you do. You still routinely have to get an oil change in the car. And there's other services that often would occur. Sometimes uh, here in Virginia, the weather's been up and down... And uh, as the weather changes, I've got to check the tire pressure. There's a little sensor that tracks that. Sometimes you run out of the blue stuff, the windshield wiper fluid. That is my personal favorite light that turns onto the dashboard because it's the only one I know how to fix. Sometimes we did some family portraits with friend the other day, and her car wouldn't start afterwards. And honestly, this is where I earned my man card. Side of the road, pulling up YouTube, learning how to jump a car somehow and... 34 years. I've never had to do that. And now I am an expert. Thank you, YouTube. So again, we have to keep caring for the thing. We've got to get the tires replaced once in a while. Sometimes there's other services that have to occur. Sometimes there's some sort of routine maintenance that's a little bit less frequently done than an oil change. Sometimes there's a factory recall. Oh, let's make it even better. We have a dog and we have to feed her, and we have to walk her, and we have to pet her, and love her, and take care of her. And uh, sometimes we have to get a new leash for her. Sometimes I have to put her in the basement because the children are terrorizing her. Sometimes she has to go in for her routine uh, vaccines and everything. Sometimes we have to board her because we're going out of town. Oh, let's go even further. We have children. And you have to feed the children, care for the children, teach them, love them. And uh, today we had a, you get the idea here. So it's where we fall prey to this sexy myth that passive income is just turn this thing on and leave it. I'd even reference, it doesn't matter which specific product I'm talking about, but you might have noticed, I haven't talked about this in the podcast yet, though I may do a full session on what I went through. The hosting company that I used to be with for all of my websites got hacked. Turns out it wasn't my website's. It was the hosting company that got hacked. I was on a semi-dedicated server, and uh, the neighborhood went downhill, to use Richard Nongard's metaphor. So, actually, based on his recommendation, I moved over to a dedicated host, which you probably don't need. And I'll tell you now, it's about $180 a month, and most of us don't need that. Though, that's why some of my websites went down for a while, and if any of you are still getting error messages, please email me. We are sorting that out. But we had to move everything. Email addresses, websites, everything. So that's a span of time where openly I'd tell you my websites weren't loading. My products weren't selling. And if you tried to load Virginia Hypnosis, it was telling you it was infected by a virus. It turns out it wasn't, but the code made it look like it was. So here I am as the guy who everything Virginia Hypnosis, as I've already referenced, was wonderfully passive. And suddenly the phone wasn't ringing. What did I do? Well... I do have a massive, massive list building strategy. Go back to an earlier podcast session called List Building 101 to learn exactly what that was. So I worked my list. I sent emails out to that list. I had some opening spots on my calendar. I'm typically booked full a couple of weeks in advance. And I popped into a networking event or two. I was about to start sending emails out to book some live talks again in that span of time but then the website thing got filtered out and fixed and now things are back to normal so take note it's where we still have to do the things we need to do it's how i would reference if you've tracked me on facebook over the last couple of years i've become a little bit more passionate towards things health and fitness i got into running for a while the Thing that i'm really interested in right now is strength training uh, the metaphor the phrase was with the long-term endurance running i could feel good while i was doing it and then kind of beat down for the next couple of days or with working on building muscle i can feel good all the time yeah i, I kind of like that one so still doing some light cardio but mostly strength training and i would give you a little bit of a story as a metaphor that as as i started to find a passion in doing this and Really getting into the science. I love the human guinea pig aspect of it. So there's a moment where in the two heaviest lifts that I was doing, what's called a deadlift as well as a barbell squat, with a lot of weight, I was getting this splitting headache in my right temple. And I went to a neurologist and they did CAT scans. I went to my primary doctor and they checked on a couple of things. And I'm proud to tell you that it wasn't either of the doctors It was the technician at the MRI center, at the CAT scan, at the imaging center, at the hospital that was a dude completely um, built with muscle that he goes, Well, when is this happening? And I tell him, and he hands me a broomstick and he shows me how I'm doing these two exercises. And he points out just simple things. You're not bracing, you're not breathing, and you're putting the barbell on the wrong place on your neck. And he actually was the one that gave me the advice to hire a personal trainer just to check my form, make sure I'm not hurting myself. And the issue completely went away. I mean, the scans showed everything was clear. So we talk about strategies. So there I was this morning and uh, Monday mornings, I do a paused barbell squat. I go to the lowest I can. And I hold it for like three seconds, and then I come back up. And I do this with half the heaviest weight I can manage, which the pausing makes it really, really difficult. Yet as I'm doing it, I'm lining up my feet. I'm pointing my toes out. I'm bracing my abdomen. I take a deep breath in. I look up. That gets my spine in alignment. I lower down as low as I can, getting below parallel. I hold it. I count for three seconds in my mind to keep myself accountable. I focus my weight in my heels, and then I slowly push back up until my legs are straight again. And then I repeat the sequence for the number of desired reps that I want to do in that set. So I give you that as a brief story because it goes back to the same example of what we do to keep our car driving, our pets alive, and our children uh, active, respectful members of society. Let's say it that way. And think about your business the same way. What are the systems that you can run? This goes perfectly back to the podcast session last week with Richard Cole. Richard Cole was a guy that I loved hearing about the systems that he would build in that conversation that we had. So the main thing here, I want you to take away active strategies, passive strategies. Everything begins active. Everything. It eventually becomes passive Yet you still have to revisit it to bring it back to active. And I'm going to say it right here, right now. If you are in a state of your business right now where you are not happy with the way that things are going, the phone is not ringing, the business isn't coming in, the finances are not where you'd like them to be, I would tell you turn off your computer, get out of your house, get out in public. If you know the musical uh, Avenue Q, there's a song called There's Life Outside Your Apartment. It's outstanding. Check it out. Look it up on YouTube. And I'm sure they'll link to it in the show notes because I've got awesome people helping me out here. Life Outside Your Apartment from Avenue Q, the musical. And work from that mindset. There is business outside of your office. There is business outside of your home. And especially if it's you, if it's you and a couple of people working together together. It's where really, really increase that reach. And again, lock on to this mindset so good they can't ignore you. So it's where, I mean, I've got a client in the office. I mentioned this on the webinar that I just did with Sean Michael Andrews, a hypnotist that a previous client worked with. That the story goes, they did the same session eight times in a row because, quote, we just keep doing it till it sticks. I I don't know of any respectful school of hypnosis training out there that teaches that. So I can publicly make fun of that. You know, there's no failure. There's only feedback. If it didn't work, that was feedback that something's not working. Do something different. Just don't keep throwing the same darts over and over. Definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over. Expecting a different result. So it's where... Thankfully, she's now in my office and she's doing very well in our process so far. Yet it's where I kind of had to get rid of that baggage of the previous session. Well, here's how I do things differently. Was all it took. So if there's been someone in your area, you know, I'll I'll leave out the name. You probably know who I'm going to talk about here. It's not an individual, but there was a franchise of hypnosis offices out there And honestly, I'd say I think the idea is really good. The problem is you can't control who buys the franchise. This is going to be the most obscure reference I think I could ever make. There was an image in a mad magazine in the late 1980s of this absolutely hideous looking man with a t-shirt on of the pop singer Mariah Carey. And the caption was something along the themes of when you become famous, you can't control who wears your t-shirts. Well, when you're a hypnotist, you can't control who else is also in the profession. The same is true for any other profession. You know, we can say that a lot of the organizations do really, really good work. Yet again, there's people who may not have the best interest, may not be that skilled. And just maybe this wasn't the profession they should have gone into. And maybe they got into it for the wrong reasons. I think the majority that I meet are exceptional at what they do. The majority are quite good. Given the training that they have, I think we need to have an overhaul of the quality of training in our profession, getting away from scripts, more to more contextual applications of hypnosis, building better confidence in the practitioner, go back a few sessions, confidence, creativity, flexibility. So it's where, again, it doesn't matter who else, you know, because we all emerge going, well, next time it'll be better. Yes, we are in a variety category in the stage hypnosis arena. If they hire a band and the band sucks, what will they do? They'll likely hire another band. Meanwhile, let's take it outside of hypnosis. They hire a ventriloquist and his mouth is visibly moving and he's not funny. And his dummy breaks. It's going to be a little longer before they hire another ventriloquist. Yet, let me just go there. If suddenly they can book a superstar like Jeff Dunham... You know, the guy who is kind of the big superstar in that field these days, or a Terry Fader. It's where they're going to go, oh yeah, this is different. And I want you to be of that caliber. And yes, these are the most obscure references I can pull out. They hire a country music singer who is just dull and sad and boring, and suddenly they get Willie Nelson the next year. They're going to realize there's another option, you know? They, they get the cover band and then suddenly they can get the real band. I want you to be of that caliber. So good they can't ignore you. So again, get out. Talk about what you do. Now, I'm not telling you stop working on your website because you should be doing both at the same time. It's a balancing act. What, what I really encourage you to do as an action step is do a search of your local area and just type in networking events Type in speaking opportunities and just play. Do a Google search and when you find locations that you can go, I'm telling you this to keep it honest, pull up your calendar and schedule it in such a way that it is essential. Because just today, two o'clock, two ten PM was our was Claire, our kindergartners parent teacher conference. And we made sure there were no other plans around that event. We made sure we were back from the things we did this morning early enough to make sure we had time for lunch to then be there for that parent-teacher conference. That was essential. I'm recording this before the election. And it's kind of a funny one this year for us. Not because of the insanity of everything going on. Yet, in my opinion, voting is essential. But also, November 8th is my wife and I's 8th wedding anniversary. So we are combining events. Actually, we're going to a local uh, movie theater that's showing the returns. It's one of these draft house style places with food, drinks, and everything there. So again, you know, that's essential. We're doing something for our anniversary. It's not Vegas like we did last year. It's watching the election returns. Yeah, and nachos. So it's a balancing act of how you put it all together. So find events. Go there. And again it's something that with practice you do it better and better i'm going to give you a reference to a podcast that i listen to on occasion i really really like his work it's tim ferriss the guy uh, behind uh, 4 hour work week 4 hour body and of all things to reference i say it's a dog whistle style strategy because again just like this podcast chances are the hypnotherapists don't listen to all the stage hypnosis conversations the stage hypnotists don't listen to all the hypnotherapy conversations It happens. I'd encourage you to listen to everything, because there's nuggets inside of everything. Yet, there is an interview that Tim Ferriss does with a man by the name of Pavel Satsulin, and you probably don't know who he is, yet he is the Russian gymnast, I think I have that correct, who is the reason why the Western world knows what a kettlebell is. That's this man's legacy. And I've actually used this little bit of language as patter inside of hypnosis sessions specifically for a weight loss client as what pavel says is to never again exercise never work out we need to get rid of these words instead it needs to be training instead it needs to be practice or perhaps conditioning that if you approach physical exercise from this mindset now it's a given Now it's something that you are going to keep in your life. So it it jars me now as I've heard this and I've adopted this as a mindset as I'm there going into the gym four times a week in the morning. And the nice guy at the front desk as I scan my little ID card goes, have a good workout. And the word is jarring to me because it's practice. I'm getting better and better at it the more that I do it. So again, hey, it's not marketing hey, it's not sales, it's practice, it's conditioning, it's training. So you might be there at any of these active strategies, and it might be a little clunky the first time because you're still figuring it out. But again, just like the athlete learning how to do it better, just like the public speaker who is not so great the first time, just as my friend Sean Michael Anders would say, we all wish we could call back our first client and say, no, really, I got better. Please come back. I'd encourage you to fold more of these active strategies in. Now, when they take when the passive stuff takes over, that's where you can start to tune it back. But again, the benefit is, as Richard Cole mentioned, as I've mentioned, if there's ever a need, you now have systems to fall back on. So share your feedback with me on this. Hop online. Go over to Work Smart Hypnosis and on this podcast listing. Tell me what active strategies you're going to do in the next month. Head over to the Facebook group, to the Facebook page over at Facebook.com forward slash WorkSmartHypnosis and make it public. Hold yourself accountable. We'll hold you accountable too. Get out into your community and actively build your business. Keep record of what you do. Finesse what you do. It's practice. It's training. It's conditioning. And when you transition this content over to eventually become passive, that's when you will truly have a massively profitable business. Thanks for listening to the WorkSmart Hypnosis podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com. Hey, it's Jason Lynette here once again, and thank you so much for sticking through this program. What a little bit longer than planned, though I know you're going to find some actionable strategies to put into use. And I encourage you to head over to worksmarthypnosis.com because we can reinvent the wheel. We can work really hard trying to figure it all out for ourselves. Yet again, as we would say in our wonderful NLP mindset, model excellence. And what I'd reference is any one of the trainings or products that I offer, they're built from this concept to help you to avoid some of the pitfalls that are easily done. You know, spending too much money on the wrong things in your business. So check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. Not having a good system in place for your weight loss clients. Check out Virtual Gastric Band. Not having a good workable strategy to be more flexible inside of your hypnosis sessions. Being way too reliant on scripts. Well, for the live version, join me and Sean Michael Andrews in Las Vegas. MasterHypnotistCourse.com If the travel's not a match, learn at your own pace at HypnoticWorkers.com Links to all of this are over at WorkSmartHypnosis.com And this, of course, is podcast session number 85. So I'd highly encourage you, if you have not listened to the other 84, check them all out. I am proud to say I got one of my favorite pieces of feedback in an email the other day, that I have given away more free content than most people in our profession will ever sell. And I do that because I care. I like seeing the results that you all get. And yes, there are things that I offer. Though the goal is, if you're receiving just as much value from listening to this podcast podcast, I'm a happy guy. So, check out what we've got over at Work Smart Hypnosis. Keep listening to this program. Leave your feedback online and get out of your home. There's life outside your apartment. Become so good they can't ignore you and just keep practicing, just keep training. See you next week.